falling on the rock. Luke 20, 17 to 18. But Jesus looked at them and said, What then is this that is written? The stone which the builders rejected. This became the chief cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it falls, it will scatter him like dust. This passage of truth is defining for every follower of Jesus who wants to come into the fullness of the life that is in Christ, that is to be found in us. Christ in us is the hope of glory. I'm going to make some critical observations of what Jesus is actually saying, and his hope is that we will embrace his way to life. This is where true spiritual humility is born and birthed within us. If we truly fall upon the rock and get broken into pieces, the spirit of pride which lives and operates in all of mankind gets broken into pieces, never to be established or operate again. It is this spirit of pride which keeps us out of the eternal life in us. The pride-filled spirit is demolished and ceases to exist any longer. Many don't know this posture because they haven't fallen hard enough to be broken into pieces. They have only been chipped or slightly cracked or bruised and have sought to repair these chips and cracks with polyfill. Man is great at plastering over the cracks and chips, but when the vessel gets smashed into pieces, one can no longer put self back together. Self has been eradicated and humility is born and birthed within us. Matthew 5 verse 3, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. Those who are poor in spirit, who are humble, receive this incredible kingdom life within them. Jesus said the kingdom is within you. Until we face this truth, this reality, we won't be the recipients of the kingdom life within us that Jesus promises. Observation number one, the stone the builders rejected was Christ. The stone is the cornerstone or the foundation of our faith. Certain Israelites rejected their foundation, hence they didn't come into the life they were destined for. As followers, we have accepted Christ as our foundation, but this doesn't necessarily mean we have fallen on this foundation and had our foundation, self, pride, broken into pieces. If this is true, then we are still to come into a reality of life in Christ because we are still to experience in us the deep work of the gospel. In reality, the foundation of Christ is just placed on top of our existing foundation, self. And so at our core, we are still living. Pride still operates within us, and we can then reject God's truth. And when we do this, we reject the way to God's life for us. This is a loss-loss scenario. Observation number two. Israelites are builders. The Israelites rejected the chief cornerstone, even though they were chosen to be the vessel that would bring to light the administration of God's kingdom. They were the builders that rejected God, and because they rejected God, they built their own version of God and lived in accordance to this version, not the true version. We can live exactly the same way. Because they are builders, they built something, but it wasn't of him. Psalm 127, 1-2 says, Unless the Lord is doing the building, everything is in vain. We build something, but it is in vain. As Gentiles, we too build our own version of God, and it can all be in vain. In Christ, we can't build anything. 
We surrender to being built. We walk with others and support the building work in others, but we can't build anything eternal. We can only build the temporal and make the temporal look amazing. Unless the spirit of pride gets broken into pieces, never to be put back together again, we will continue to try and build what only God can do. We will end up building the false with our giftings and callings, and God will even let us. But what we will never experience is the real. We will reject the real for the false and lead others into the false. This is not of Christ, and we must be arrested and apprehended from this way of living. We must enter God's rest and cease from our works. Hebrews 4 verse 10. The word's chief cornerstone are profound. Do we have Christ as the Lord, the chief, the unshakable one, at the core of our very being, in a living reality? It's easy to say yes in words, but it's a completely different reality in action and demonstration when it is tested by pressure of external situations and circumstance. We truly get to see if we have this foundation in us when this happens, we get exposed for what is truly there. Observation number three, the absolute statement. God makes many absolute statements and they are true, whether we have experienced them or not. He makes an absolute statement when he says, everyone who falls on that stone, Jesus, will be broken to pieces. There is a falling and a breaking that demolishes the spirit of pride. And if we are yet to experience this, we must continue to fall until we do, because it kills one foundation, self and pride, and releases another, Christ's humility. King David experienced this very reality when he fell on the rock after committing murder and adultery, 2 Samuel 11 to 12. Nathan rebuked David, and David received the rebuke and found true repentance in God. We see him write this in Psalm 51, 16 to 17, when he says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. It's from this point that God then delights in our righteous sacrifices and not before, because the things we now offer God are of him and no longer of us thinking it is of him. This is massive and one we must all learn and come to know. Isaiah 57.15 is an incredible verse declaring the same truth of how God is found with the humble. This says the high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy. I dwell on the high and holy place and also with the contrite and lowly of spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. We may find ourselves to have fallen on the rock and our life has changed to some degree, but the spirit of pride, which is self, is still in one piece. We may have a chip or two from falling or some cracks that have occurred through the falling, and there are glimpses of light and rays of light that come forth from us from time to time, but we are not broken into pieces. Hence, the spirit of pride rejects the things of God, the spirit, and we still find ourselves living lives of opposition to God, the Spirit. Galatians 5.17 For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, 
so that you may not do the things that you please. The smashing or breaking into pieces is the obliteration of the spirit of pride once and for all. This is the position of coming to God with nothing, lowly. We now go on a journey of having our minds renewed to be able to see all that is in Christ and live for this reality. Our responses to God's truth is a good indicator of what foundation we have operating within. So also our responses to the false truth and way is also a good indicator of what foundation we have truly operating in us. There is absolutely no opposition in the spirit, even when what is in the spirit can be hard to swallow and face, especially when it confronts a reality in our life that is not of him. If our foundation has been obliterated and Christ is now the new foundation, humility of spirit is right there to respond in a way humility does. Humility always responds in a loving, calm, patient, compassionate way because it's humility. God constantly allows us to be tested to see what foundation we actually have operating within us, humility or pride. God will even put us in a test to see if we have the real in us. He does all of this for our own benefit. He does it to build us up, never to pull us down. Everything in God is always for the purpose of producing and forming a greater life of Christ in us and through us. Unfortunately, what the flesh sees as death, the spirit sees as life and vice versa. We need to hear and see in the spirit Otherwise, we will reject the things of God as they will appear as death. We reject God by doing this and live in and from an anti-Christ position, never knowing this. When we do this, we are not going to receive his life. We are to model the nature of the one we say we follow. Christ walked in the spirit of humility, and as his followers, we too are to walk in the spirit of humility. If we respond differently to Christ, then we seriously have to ask ourselves how far the gap is of our relationship between Jesus and ourselves. As we fall upon the rock and are broken to pieces, the spirit of humility is birthed. This is the very first beatitude on the Sermon of the Mount. This first beatitude defines and empowers all of the other beatitudes. Matthew 5 verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The promise for being poor in spirit is the kingdom of heaven. Psalm 34, 18 is a life-changing scripture. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Crushed in spirit sounds so horrific and extremely negative, and yet this is the place the Lord is near to. He is near to the brokenhearted and saves those whose spirit of pride has been crushed. This is a place of life as God can now start to work on building us because we are in a posture of weakness and surrender. When the spirit of pride is broken and obliterated, the life of Christ that is contained in the kingdom of God can be ours, experienced, known, and lived out. This life defines all the other Beatitudes and we are now the recipient of all the other eight Beatitudes with the blessings of promise. We will never see being persecuted for Christ and being insulted for Christ as a blessing, 
until we truly have fallen upon the rock and been broken to pieces. 